All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show singer-songwriter Jet Jenkins. What is up? Hello. How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Where are you calling from? Where, 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 where are you at? I am in my apartment in Brooklyn, New York, currently. Nice. Yep, yes. I, I was born and raised about 39 miles north of New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I left when I was 18. I joined the Navy and I never went back. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, to, I did the visit and things like that, but not, not to live. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. All right, so um, before we get into your latest project, tell the listeners out there a little bit about you. Like, when, when did you um, first get into making music and how, how did that all start? Yeah, I first started writing songs in early 2019, I want to say, and it took about two years for me to get those songs um, into actual things, um, but I grew up around music my whole life. My mom owned a music school, so mm. I was constantly surrounded by it, and it was something that's always been such a big factor towards who I am as a person. and has helped me get through so much and I was going through a rough time and music was just everything to me then and I thought I I can write something of my own I can write something of my own experiences and it proved to be really cathartic for me so I just kept doing it and then I wanted to add sound and it just became what it is today and it was all just like a a strange process where things just came together. Did COVID, did COVID have an impact as far as creativity? Because I talked to a lot of musicians and artists and singers, and a lot of them, when COVID was going down, like really hard and heavy, when everybody was like sheltered in place, and you know there was masking mandate mandates, and, and um, theaters were closed. A lot, of, a lot of real creativity happened during that point. Did that impact you at all? Yeah, definitely. I think I wrote most of my EP during that time. Um, it was a very reflective period for me. Hmm. It sounds like music was, in a lot of cases, in your case as well, like music was instrumental in dealing with inner issues and whatever they might be. Uh, I know for me, as I can speak for myself, that music got me through some dark times in my life. Is that fair to say for you as well? Oh, 100%. Um, I don't think I would be able to get through anything or, like, even just one day now where I'm not listening to music. I'm constantly playing something. Just it instantly lifts my mood. Yeah. It's really – music is, is a universal medicine, as I like to say it. Yes. All cultures and all parts of the world and all religions and, and – Everybody, like no matter who or what, where you lived or from, everybody has music in their culture. Everybody. Yeah, it's definitely something that unites people and brings them together. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so you recently dropped an EP. Um, what's cool about it is it's cover songs. Um, and you also write your original stuff as well, but you, you decided to do an EP on cover songs and you... And you did a, a song from Fiona Apple, Daredevil. Talk, talk about the thinking behind doing that song and what it means to you. Yeah, I 
And I just loved Fiona Apple my whole life. She's been such an inspiration for me as this growing female artist who who pushed boundaries and wanted her music to be hers and hers only. So that was really inspirational for me. And I wanted to... All of the songs off the EP are all by female artists. Mm -hmm. But Fiona was just someone I knew I had to have on there. That song, Daredevil, is from my favorite album of hers. It's too long of a title, but I believe it's her third album. It's one of my favorites. It's the first album I ever listened to. The bridge on Daredevil had something to it sonically that really captured me, and I was like, I want to recreate this. I want to hear this in my own voice. I want to, like, get new people of like different ages to come and listen to this song and to this artist. And it's really cool that it's, it's based from, but I listened to the song a few times. And it's, by the way, it's really good too. I really enjoyed it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's great. So what I like about your approach is you wanted to do it um, because it's a, you know, a, a cool thing to do, but you also, it's almost like a tribute to her. You know, it's almost like yes. your hand salute, yes. you know, and and then the younger younger generation, you know, is going to give it a shot, but you respected her so much, you know, it's like a tribute song. Yeah, I think most of the songs are tribute songs. They're all my favorite female artists, like um, Suki Waterhouse and Blondie and PJ Harvey, who yeah. have just been so inspirational to me to create something of my own and be proud of it and, mm -hmm. um, you know, be stand really strong in who I am. Yeah, it's a great point. Blondie's a very, very good example because Blondie was in her prime back when I was younger. I'm a lot older than you are. I'm, I'm in my 50s mm -hmm. now. <laughs> but I remember Blondie was just doing her thing back in the 80s, even the late 70s and the early 80s. And I was always, like, really impressed with, with her because it was, a very very male dominated business back then music you know just about women it was just it's a struggle for women to get a fair shake in music back in the 70s and the 80s and another person that comes to mind is lita ford and she she's I don't, I don't know if you've heard of lita ford yes she was on my show i had her on, on my podcast show a few years ago oh wow and i was so humbled that she agreed to do the show and she was telling me about you know, this this kind of came up, you know, because she was in the in the heavy metal scene, and back then there just wasn't a lot of women that were in in, in the heavy metal. Though there were, but they didn't get the fair shake. You know what I mean? It, it, only yeah. a few of them did. So she was telling me about about the struggles and you know how to not you know her her, her message to other women was just keep keep at it, man. Keep at it. Don't 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 let it get you down. Even though it's, it's you know it, it is trying at times you know what i mean but so i really appreciate your that you're you're really you're going to bat for the women out there man and kudos to you yeah um that's definitely something that i've taken a lot of like reflective time to think on that and be like i want to do this for women and i'm going to be patient and i'll see where it takes me but I'm not going to change who I am for it to like get bigger or for even if it doesn't go anywhere, I, I'm still going to be true to myself. Yeah. I read, I read about that in you when I, when I, when I was researching you, that's pretty cool. Now the title of the EP is called break cover. Is that correct? 
Yes. So talk to me about the, the, the title. What, what, what's the title meaning? I mean, I wanted to do a little bit of a, of course, a play on words with the cover, with it all being cover songs, but it also is kind of a, the break, breaking down and breaking out and just the idea of breaking and like mm. taking something, stripping it from what it is and creating it into something new was kind of in mind where um, I think my EP that's currently out of my original songs is much more indie pop and I've over the past couple of years moved towards kind of a punk type alternative um, genre and this cover EP is kind of a way of saying that I'm breaking it down and breaking this image of me, I guess, um, mm -hmm. into like something new and showing a different side of me in my music. So looking at this EP and um, so for, first of all, how many, how many tracks are on it? How many songs are on the EP? There are five. So, so with five tracks, how did you decide which five covers to do? I know, I know they all mean something to you, but there's a lot. I mean, I'm sure you had a, a lot of people you could have, you could have covered. Um, so how did you, what was the decision process? Like, how did you whittle it down to five? Yeah, there was definitely a lot of contenders. Um, I don't even think I purposely or intentionally set out to choose all female artists. I just oh. found that that's what I tended to go for. Yep. And then I was like, oh, I want to do... I was like, I know I have to have a Blondie and a Fiona song. Those were like two <laughs> that were already set. And I just went through their discographies and found ones that um, I felt well, were more, not as popular, but more true to the um, artist and a bit more of their like underground songs, I guess. And I wanted to revamp them a bit. And then I also had... Um, TJ Harvey, who I got into over the past few years, there was something about her voice, um, the depth to it and the deepness was something that I really uh, looked to because I'd say I have a lower singing voice than most female artists, mm -hmm. and my tone really matched hers, and it was just crazy to hear a female artist with that tone and be able to replicate it and it's been really fun working on the pj harvey song because i've been performing that one at live shows for a while so i was like i want to do this one and then my other ones were lana del rey and suki waterhouse and i wanted to do more current artists that i still loved and um i don't know why i chose those songs i think i just I liked how my voice sounded on them, and I loved the lyrics because lyrics as a songwriter are just as important to me as the actual music. But I think there's something about each song has one little part to it, and it's usually like a bridge or just one line where I was like, oh, I love that, and I want, I need more people to hear that. Mm, really cool. You know, there's a couple other women artists that really come to my mind. One of my favorites is Alanis Morissette. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what a what a powerhouse! Yeah, <laughs> just, wow. just on all all levels, songwriting, singing. Yes. I mean, everything about her stage presence, her her body language when she sings, she really delivers the whole package to where you know where she's going with each song. Yeah, she's one of my favorites ever, and also Stevie Nicks, of course, from Fleetwood Mac. Of course, uh, yes, just a legendary queen of of rock. Um, those are two of my favorites. I just figured I'd just throw those in there. Yeah, I think there's something really special with like Stevie Nicks and Debbie Harry of Blondie of being these female lead artists in a male-dominated yep. group was something that I was really drawn to and mm-hmm. was really empowering for me. Yeah, if, 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 let's jump off and switch genres for a second. Like in hip-hop, somebody who really really fits what we're talking about is Missy Elliott that's somebody who, yes, right. you know what I'm talking about yeah she she of just course, yeah. she was just like you know the very male dominant um, music industry back then but she was not only really good but she was like way ahead of her time her videos and and and, and just just different man so good so cool good stuff man all right let me let me see my notes here so, "City of Anger" is one of your previous songs. Was this before this EP? Is that correct, or is that yeah, that's, that's one of your previous songs, right? Yes, "City of Anger" was actually the first song I ever had written, and it's the first song I ever released. And I think it's still one of my favorites because it has that kind of punk rock, mm. but still quietness to it in a strange way. What's the song about, and like, what's the title about? Um. I guess that a lot about the title, but I think it's just the city is my head. Mm. I was really um, going through it and dealing with my father's passing. Mm. And that's kind of what that song and that whole EP is about is just grief and kind of the anger in your own head about what to do, what not to do, where you are and how to get out. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. My dad passed when I was, let's see, it was in 2006 when my dad passed away. And, when, and my mother passed away when I was only 15. Yeah, wow, I, was, I, mean, I was 14. Oh, so, so we can relate. You know. Yeah, you can relate. Yeah, I got it. Because I saw the anger. I went through a range of emotions. You can probably relate to this because my mom died of mm-hmm. cancer. This is back in, in the 1981. And cancer treatments were even more brutal back then than they are now. It's like It was just like... Um, so she died, she died a pretty slow, pretty miserable death, to be honest with you. So I went, as a 15-year-old, you, you remember this, it's like imperative to have your parents in your life, especially those years. Mm-hmm. So when my mom passed away, I was, I went through such a range of emotions. Um, of course, you mourn and you're sad, and then I went to this really angry phase. Yeah. I was pissed off, and I was vandalizing stuff, just releasing anger. And I was cursing God, to be honest with you. I was like, how, what, what, why would you, you know, if you're going to take her, take her, why would you make her suffer like that is the questions I had. So, when I, yeah, your song, City of Anger, I can probably, I haven't heard it, but I bet I can relate to it if I heard it. Yeah. I mean, I had those same feelings. I was questioning God. Um, mm-hmm. My dad passed away from suicide, so it was really difficult uh, to yeah. kind of understand the reasonings there. And also, you know, so much anger of, like, I couldn't see, I mean, I was only 14, but it's like you can't see the suffering, and then you're angry about 
your father passing, but you also can't be angry at him. There's, right. It's a whole weird, complex thing of you're just kind of stuck in your head with a lot of feelings, and you don't know where to put them. So I yeah. just made a song out of it, yeah. and it, it really helped. Uh, getting back to what we were talking about, it's therapeutic. I mean, music can be very ther mm -hmm. therapeutic. Yeah. You know? And at 14, you know, your dad, obviously, if I had to guess, because I've dealt with depression, and I know and I know people very close to me that took their lives, um, he was probably fighting some really some nasty inner demons. And um, it just happens sometimes, you know? Folks just to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. So, cool, we got, this, got a song out there and it gave you some some, some therapy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely put it out there also for kind of some awareness just for other people to understand that, like, it is something people go through and grief is not something that needs to be quiet and mm. kept silent. So true. Kind of, kind of I was going to ask you about, about cause when I was researching and reading up on you, you had mentioned that you want your music to help people. And that would be one way, because somebody could else could be can can be dealing with a suicide, um, and so whenever you can write music that reaches people, I'm guessing that's important to you. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I've gone through, of course, really dark, depressing periods, and mm -hmm. I think music is what really got me out of it. It, I don't think that like I would be here without music. It. It really did save my life, and I hope that my music will someday do that for someone else or just comfort someone in a time of need. Good stuff, man. You know, I, I interviewed a guy, this is probably going back five or six years, and he was a bass player, and he was going to take his life, and even, he even had the day picked out. And the night before, the night before he was going to do it, he was sitting on the floor in his bedroom, and he happened to look to his left, and his, and his closet was open, his closet door, and his bass guitar was in his closet on, on the guitar stand, and he looked at it, and that's what made him change his mind. He loved playing bass guitar. One of the few things that he loved in his life that he really enjoyed was playing his music, playing his guitar, and he looked over, and he just saw that bass you know, on the guitar stand in his closet. And he says, I don't want to stop doing that. I don't, and, and that's what literally saved his life. Yeah. I mean, music is so special. It's, it's crazy how it has that power. Mm -hmm. So true. All right. So what are some of your goals coming up? We're about to flip into the new year in a few weeks. What are some things you want to get done? Um, I have my cover EP coming out, and I'm working on another project as well that can't say much on, but I'm, I'm really excited for it because it's definitely a step in the right direction and a new direction for my music. Um, I think I'm hopefully going to play some more live shows. I think that's my goal. I've played quite a few over the past year, but I had so much anxiety with them that I'm finally now getting to a point where I'm comfortable on stage. And I think I just want to kind of keep doing that to where I get really comfortable and start really enjoying going out there and just connecting with people because one of the like coolest experiences is when you're playing live and you might not have a lot of people there, but then you get off stage and just one person comes up and says that they loved it or like they mm. want to follow you 
or they just found your music. And it's so cool that there's still those connections out there that come from live music and not from just, I don't know, social media. I think there's something really special to it. Yeah, um, that's so true. You know, I, I, I interviewed Brad Arnold. He's the lead singer of a rock band called Three Doors Down, a really famous rock band. They, they're sold millions of records. Mm-hmm. He was telling me that he he was really nervous about getting on stage early in his career also. Um, and also, do you remember, um, you know the band The Doors, Jim Morrison, the, the classic 70s? Of course, yeah. Have you seen the, docu- the, the documentary on him? I don't think I've seen that documentary, no. Yeah, Val Kilmer plays, Val Kilmer the actor, he plays wow. Jim Morrison. It's really good. You can probably find it on Netflix somewhere. But Jim Morrison was so scared, he was he had stage fright so bad that early when the doors first formulated, he would actually like stand on the stage with his back to the audience and sing. Oh my gosh! Seriously, it's true. I mean, I researched and I watched wow. I watched the, the movie, and they actually like like little literally had to spin like turn around sometimes. But he was so. Oh my God. And then gradually, of course, he, he overcame it. But stage fright is the real. It's a real it's legit. It's a real deal. No, so yeah, um, Florence and the Machine, uh, Florence Welch from that band. Mm-hmm. I think one of I've always taken inspiration from her as well. She struggled with stage fright, and now she's like getting on stages at Madison Square Garden, dancing barefoot and having yeah. the time of her life. Yeah, and that's been such an inspiration to like be able to watch her old concerts and see her just stand there, like kind of shocked, and now she's having so much fun and that gives me like hope that I can get there too. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, what is your writing process? I mean, obviously when you're doing covers, you're not writing the lyrics, but when you are doing your original music, um, what is your process? Cause I read, I read that you're consider yourself more of like a poet. Um, and, and a lot of people I talk to in the music world, especially hip hop artists and, and, Poetry was was the first step for them. They they, they 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 wrote poetry, and then they that transitioned to writing music. Is that kind of what you did as well? Um, also, like when you put a song out, do you do you actually act? Do you actually use is, uh, um, musicians with instruments, or do you use samples? Um, what is your what is your process? I definitely am a poet. I'm a writing major in college. I'm yeah. It's something that I've always loved and thought was really special how words, I don't know. There's just so many cool things about language. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I started writing poetry and then, I don't know, I just started feeling melodies to them and wanted to sing them. And so I I kind of went that route uh, where I would write first and then put lyrics like the sound to it mm-hmm. um, but all all of my songs are with live instruments nice um that's good i think there's yeah there's like one i mean i haven't done direct samples but my song my single bite the bullet it's not a direct sample but i did some weird like looping and change the tone and change the speed of mm-hmm. like a 15 second clip of across the universe by the Beatles. 
Oh, cool. Which Fiona Apple actually did a cover of. Wow. So, but That's awesome. Yeah, I clipped that, and then I went in with the producer, and we kind of remade it into our own version. Um, so that was really that was a really fun experience to take a sample and not really sample it in that way, but just create our own version based off of it. Yeah, I, you know, I've never actually did anything in a recording studio. I've, I've been playing guitar on and off for over 30 years. I'm not really that good, though. I, w I wish I would have taken it more serious, and I really wish I would have took lessons, too. But I never really took it to a level of getting in a recording studio. But I, I, I would think I would have a lot of fun. Do you have fun? Isn't, isn't, isn't that, wouldn't that be fun? I think it's fun. I would, I would have a good time in the studio. How, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a blast because I think we kind of just, like, play around for yeah. quite a while before we even, like, decide to start doing anything. We just go in and, I don't know, play, we'll play and sing songs, random songs that we all know, and then do weird little riffs off them and one person will be like, oh, that's cool. And then we just kind of just flows like that. It's yeah. And then, so I, I'm like, guessing it evolves. It's almost like yeah. freestyle. It's almost like freestyling. Um, you know, like, yeah. like freestyling, hip-hop freestyle. It's almost like freestyle studio for you guys. It's like you get in there, you just start winging stuff, and then all of a sudden it starts evolving into something really cool, mm. and you start building on it, and then it becomes a song. Is that, is that fair? How that? Comes? Yeah. That's cool. That is what I would have fun with too. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's a blast. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't have a whole lot more. I mean, of course, at the end here, I'll let you share your social media where everybody can follow you and get your music. But I always want to ask the artist before we wrap it up: Is there anything else uh, that you wanted to touch on before we do wrap this up? Um, I'm my cover EP is not out yet. It will be out. I believe in February, okay. and I have my Suki Waterhouse cover of her song Moves comes out tonight at midnight. Oh, so. see, that's why I'm glad I asked these questions. So you're going to drop yeah. this. Now, this song is going to be on the EP that's not out yet, but you're going to drop the single um, before it comes out, the whole yes. EP? Um, the Fiona Apple song is off that EP, too, so yep. that's the first single, dropping the second one tonight. Yeah, see, I knew that Daredevil was already dropped, so this one's coming out tonight. Yes, very excited. That's sweet. So this is going to be, well, tell everybody where it's going to get, where they can get it. Yeah, you can get it on, it's going to be on all streaming platforms. My social media is the real Jet Jenkins on Instagram, and Jet Jenkins Music is my music page. And I believe... I don't know. It's different everywhere, but I have I have my links on my social media to on my Instagram to all my other social media. Nice. Look, I had a lot of fun talking to you. You're without a shot of a doubt very talented. I love your cover of um, Fiona Apple's song, um, and I wish you nothing but the best. And whenever you have anything new you want to talk about, you're you're, you're welcome to come back anytime. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a blast talking to you, too. Oh, that's great, man. I appreciate you, and let's talk soon. Of course, yes. Okay, Thank you. good night. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.